Today on Pilgrim Radio's His People, Thokot Kor Wiu, on the nation of South Sudan, where he is a member of parliament. Praying is always good, it has a good solution, and uh, I would love people to pray for peace in my country, uh, safety of my family, here and there, mm -hmm. I have a big family there, uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's all I can ask, yeah, keep praying for South Sudan. Thokad Kor Wiyu next. The African country of South Sudan is the world's newest nation, and it has a strong Christian presence. Unfortunately, in recent times, it's been troubled by civil war, which has led to other serious challenges, such as widespread hunger. I'm pleased to have as my guest today the Honorable Thorkat Kor Wiyu. He's a member of parliament there, and he'll be telling us about his country its challenges, and his work as an MP. Thoka, tell us where in South Sudan you're from and how you came to Christ. I'm from Afranal State. Uh, maybe you hear more about Afranal or Nal River. Mm -hmm. uh, my state in South Sudan is Afranal State. Mm -hmm. And the county that I represent is Longoshuk County in Afranal State. Okay. Uh, that's where I was born, and that's where I come from. Then I came to Christ in 1995. That's when I was baptized. Uh, a member of uh, Presbyterian Church. Uh, that is a local church there. And also, you may know Presbyterian Church, part of uh, Protestant. Right. Uh, so you came to Christ in 1995 through the Presbyterian Church? Yes. In South Sudan? Yes. And tell us, uh, you are a member of South Sudan's parliament. There are, it's a large body of people, right? Hundreds. Yes. How did you become a member of parliament? Well, in, it started uh, when the war broke out in 2013. Mm. Uh I participated with together with the opposition party uh, that opposed the killing in 2013. And then uh, while I was participating, I was uh, a member. And then in 2014, uh, my community uh, decided to to discuss the possibility of representation after peace, if the peace comes to South Sudan. And then they decided, they point out that my wife, Anna, uh, can be representative uh, when the peace comes to South Sudan. Uh, by then we were not aware of, uh, of, uh, of opening the seat uh, during the peace. We didn't know that. We thought the peace will come and then we will go to election something like that. Uh, but when the peace was signed in 2015, the opposition party was given uh, 50 MP, 50 member of parliament, who could 
be add to to the existing member of parliament in South Sudan. Uh, by then, my wife have baby Jean, and then my party, my chairman from my party, uh, choose me uh, as a member. Uh, and instead of my wife, he just put my name there to be a member of the parliament among the 50 MP across the country. So that's when I start to be a member of uh, of National Legislative Assembly. So your party chose you as a member? Yes, my party chose me. My party and few elders who were consulted. I was not consulted, oh. but some of the people from my area was consulted uh, that who can be candidate in your who can represent your area. And then they chose me because they need one person from one county. So that's quite an honor. Yes. And how long is your term? Uh, the term normally is uh, five years, but because of transition, uh, we will go by what the peace said. So now the peace is extended to 2025. Uh, so our term is going to end in 2025 because we will have election in 2024. When I was appointed in 2016, on January 5th, 2016, uh, I didn't take a horse of office because the war broke out again before we went to the parliament. And then I decided to come out of the, uh, I decided not to, to participate in the, that unity government. But when the peace come back again in 2018, uh, and then the peace of 2018, then we went back again in 2020, and then I was choose again by my people, my community, mm -hmm. uh, and then I was endorsed by my party, and then I was my name was put forward to among the MPs. So now I'm representing my counties. So as a member of parliament in South Sudan, what are your duties? What do you do? Uh, well, that's a good question. We have a lot of work. Uh, our primary job is to make law mm -hmm. of South Sudan uh, for all people of South Sudan. That's our primary job, uh, to make law, to oversee the executive, and then other work related to the national level. Uh, we are just working to fulfill the will of South Sudanese. And then uh, also we are working to to see the safety of our people on the ground. Uh, we work to make sure that everything is okay among the people in the county level. And also assist the state. If the state need assistance from us, uh, as a national leader, we assist the state. So we have a, a variety of work. We have many work. And you're obviously, as you explained, a Christian, a believer in Jesus. So how does your Christian faith help you or influence what you do as a member of parliament? Uh, my Christian faith play a lot of role. Uh, seeing I was appointed in a past place in 2016. When I left, 
Juba. I left Juba because I believe that I could not be part of the people uh, who try to uh, to witches my chairman away. You you left Juba, the capital of South the Sudan. The capital of Juba. Yes, when the war broke out and my chairman was chased away, I decided that my Christian pace guide me that I have to follow my heart to make sure that I do the right thing and fulfill what I went to to Juba for. So I didn't go to Juba uh, to expel my chairman. I went to Juba to to implement peace. So that's that's a part of uh, my belief. And then right now, as a member of parliament, I just try to make sure that my Christian pace is there with me, guiding me, especially telling the truth and believe in what I think is the right thing to do. Mm. So as a member of Christian community, so I have to make sure that I I fulfill that kind of that kind of dream and character mm. well my guest today on his people is uh the honorable thokat korwu member of the national uh, legislative assembly of south sudan he he's a member of parliament of south sudan and so you you made reference thokat of course uh, south sudan is the newest nation newest country in the world became a nation in 2011 and there has been conflict there is there is there conflict now or is there peace now in South Sudan? Yeah, South Sudan is a, is a new nation and unfortunately it's a new nation that uh, has happened to have war in 2013 after uh, getting independent in 2011. Uh, at this time, we are on peace implementation. We are implementing the peace uh, that was signed in 2018. Uh, so I would say that there are some several fighting, uh, but it's not like a major fighting like when we were on civil war. Right now, it's not no longer, uh, there is no longer civil war. So we are implementing the peace and we are graduating the the army that we unify a unified army that will work together to maintain peace for a year to come in south sudan so i would say at this time there are some fighting like a uh, clan or society fighting mm. community by community but uh, we are implementing the peace as the government right now so that's good news yes, right now that's good news and so my understanding also is in South Sudan, there's something of a humanitarian crisis there, affecting millions of people, uh, hunger, uh, refugees, those kind of things going to other countries. Can you talk about what's happening in terms of that? Is there a humanitarian crisis? Yes, of course, there is a humanitarian crisis. And this humanitarian crisis is caused, is caused by war. Mm. Uh, many of... Uh, a part of the reason we act in peace right now is because we have not bring our people home uh, like we're supposed to. Uh, our people live in neighboring country, and then we have a humanitarian crisis. Also, South Sudan uh, get other issues like a permine and uh, and plot and 
uh, and other relating issues. But uh, humanitarian crisis was caused by war, basically. Mm. And what we are trying to do right now is trying to to make sure that we have to provide security, we have to unify the force, and then we work together, and then uh, just try to ensure that there is a there is a love, not hate. Mm. Try to make sure that we work together, and then we provide security, and then our people will come back home and stop humanitarian cry that is what it, that is what we are just working on right now so so security is very paramount you're talking security in terms of the military that can provide protection for people that have for civilian yes that is the purpose of uh, of unifying the force and then we have one army there will be no insecure insecurity in the country and then from there we will campaign for the purpose of the country are the people who can unite, we can unite ourselves and then uh, speak about how we can get along with each other and love each other mm. and then uh, make sure that we preach uh, prosperity in the country. Preach prosperity? Yes. There obviously is uh, hunger, hunger yes. problem. Yes, that is a problem. And even in July, I went to to Gran, I went to one of the counties that's called Maluth County. Mm. And then from there, we were asking people of Maluth to help people of Longshuk uh, because there was a shortage of food in Longshuk County. Where you're from? Yes, where I came from, where I come from. And then the state official went there, governor went there, and then we preach uh, unity, we preach peace, we open all road to make sure that everybody is free uh, to travel mm -hmm. in that area. So those are part of our duty as a leader. Uh, yes, there is a hunger in the country. Are there countries that are helping in that respect? Are there countries helping to provide material aid? Uh, I mean, other African countries or the United States or are there Christian ministries there helping? Is outside help coming? Actually, we have outside help, and without outside help, we, it it could have been difficult mm -hmm. in South Sudan. Uh, we have a U.S. aid, and then we have a humanitarian like World Food Program, and then Red Cross, mm -hmm. and then other. Uh, NGOs working there in, in the country to make sure that uh, they are helping the civilian, the civil population in the country. So we really, we really appreciate their help. And then we are, as a leader, we are trying our best to make sure that we can be independent. We can get out of the hand of NGOs who are helping us right now. So to do that is to provide security, mm -hmm. to provide to preach unity and peace in the country. As I understand it, South Sudan is a very oil-rich country. Is that a basis for any of the conflict, the, the oil reserves? Um, do, do people have conflict over that? That, that is a good question. Uh, South Sudan is an oil-rich country, 
which uh, which is the third oil for oil reserve in sub-Sahara Africa, mm. uh, especially where I come from, uh, Afrinal State, and then Unity State. So the oil come from Afrinal region, uh, where I come from. Also, my county, where I come from, from Lomuchu County, it, mm-hmm. has, it has oil, many oil well. Uh, I would not say that the oil cause problem. Mm-hmm. I would not say like this uh, because I didn't come across people uh, fighting over oil mm. uh, uh, since the war started. So I wouldn't say like this. But I would say uh, in some point, you know, when people see uh, the well there, they may just have a cold shoulder yeah. to make sure, you know, who get what. Right. So, but I, I cannot I cannot go and rule out that our issue is oil. Mm. Could be. Might be. Yeah. Mm. How would you say South Sudan is different from its northern neighbor, the Republic of Sudan? I mean, how how are they different? Actually, we are totally different. Mm. Uh, seeing the independence of Sudan in 1956 we the war broke out in 1955 <laughs> before independence of sudan uh, when our people our grandfather and father believed that they were undermined by the northern uh, uh, northern region so uh, northern part is uh, is, um, is uh, dominated by islam which is 91% is Islam. Uh, the, mm. cr- the Christian are only 4% in northern part. Mm-hmm. And South Sudan, 60%, like 62%, let's see, 60% are Christian. Oh, very different. Yes. And then 32% are Islam. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, 32% are uh, traditional pace. In South Sudan. Tr- traditional what, Thoka? Like a traditional belief. Okay. People will believe in tradition. I see. In traditional pace. Mm-hmm. 32% in South Sudan. Okay. So, 6% are Islam oh. in South Sudan. So, we have a big difference in terms of religion, in terms of culture. We have different culture. And then, uh, yeah, I would say that we are, we are different. And also, South, Northern part developed than the southern part because the southern part have been a war zone since 1955 to 1972 and then we had peace uh, briefly from 1972 to 1983 and then in 1983 the war broke out again that war lasted for uh, 21 years and then we had peace in from 2005 to 2011 uh, to 2012 and then 2013 we had war again so south sudan is basically a war zone mm. i would say it. so even our culture is basically influenced by the war mm. uh, that's my understanding and english is widely spoken there isn't it yes 
So English is is an official language, mm. and then from there we have other language like uh, like Nuer language, like where I come from, mm-hmm. and then Denka language, and then other different language like Shuluk language, many other languages in South Sudan. And how would you contrast the culture of South Sudan, say, with the culture of the United States? What would be some key distinctives or differences? Whatever comes it, to mind. It's a, it's a, it's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, it's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the United States, uh, people believe in individualism. Mm-hmm. So you can be independent and work hard for yourself and your family. Mm-hmm. And then uh, later on, you can uh, contribute to the unity. You can contribute to the country. You can, you know, in South Sudan is slightly different. Mm-hmm. So we believe in community. We believe in clan. Mm-hmm. So one clan can help each other. And even if you are weak, you can get help from your your brother or your sister or, or your uncle, something like that. We, we are different. More emphasis on community in South Sudan, more on the individual in the U.S.? Kind of. It's a very hard to, to describe mm-hmm. because even in the U.S., the people love to have a community. Mm-hmm. But individual go there and, and then provide what they have to the community. But over there in South Sudan, it's a slightly different. People share a lot of things, basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they share food, they share uh, even ideas. Uh, they sh- they, we share a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But in the United States, you share things with your family. Yeah. Maybe uh, it's not like, like a community thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see the big difference. Now, you, you've been in the U.S. or you, you've come to the U.S., for certain periods of time, what brought you to the U.S. and what have you what have you done here? How long have you stayed? Actually, I I've been in the United States since 2006. I came in February 17, 2006. Went to the New York to New York, and uh, but I have been back and forth. Mm-hmm. I went to to South Sudan in 2013. For all those years, 2014, all those years I have been in South Sudan back and forth. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, actually, what brought me here was I went to Ethiopia. My father sent me to Ethiopia in 2000 when I was under age. And then from there we had, there were program that is called uh, Uncompanied Minor, like the minor mm. who live in. Unaccompanied without, Minor. Yeah, yeah. without father and mother Mm -hmm. so that program brought me here to further my education Mm -hmm. and then when I came here I went to school for electrical and I graduated for electrical associate degree of electrical and then I worked for electrical scene from 2008 until today I'm gentleman electrician Mm -hmm. Uh, but when I was appointed to to parliament by my chairman, uh, I decided to. I decided to to go to school for politics. No. Oh. By then, 
my majors supposed to be uh, electrical engineer, but I, I changed it to political science and history. That makes sense. At UNR. University of Nevada, Reno. Yes, at University of Nevada, Reno. And then I graduated there, mm -hmm. now practicing politics in South Sudan. Okay, very good. Well, I know I have to let you go here in just a minute, but I'm wondering, many people listening to this will not be very familiar with South Sudan, and we've talked about your country, obviously, in this brief conversation. What else would you like us to understand? What would you like people in the United States to understand about South Sudan, maybe something they've not thought of or, or uh, something that might help them to, to understand the country better? Actually, um, I would be happy if American people or the government uh, established with a good relationship with South Sudan again. So right now, we don't have that good relationship. No, we don't with the U.S. Yes. And the reason why I said I would like United States to have a good relationship with South Sudan again is because the country or the people have been supported by United States uh, since 1972. Hmm. The peace of 1972 was supported by U.S. government and American people. And also the peace of 2005 was supported by American, the George Bush administration. And uh, I say, I would say that uh, South Sudan was independent because, got, got independent because of the support of the United States. Mm. So also the peace, the current peace that we are implementing right now is also was supported by the United States. So, I think we have a good relationship uh, back in the day. The U.S. saw an uh, opportunity to help mm -hmm. there, and they did. Uh, right now, it's good if we can go back to that kind of relationship because we are trying to make sure that we do everything uh, right make our people come back again and love their country again and then try to make sure that we implement uh, peace the way our people want it or the way the international community want it. So I would say that the U.S. support is very important for people of South Sudan. Well, my guest today on His People has been uh, the Honorable Thokat Korwu, uh, member of the National Legislative Assembly of South Sudan, representing Longishuk County constituency in the Upper Nile State. He's a member of parliament in South Sudan. Well, Thokat, uh, as we conclude today, how can we pray for you, for your family, and your work as a member of parliament in South Sudan and your country? Thank you. Uh, you know, praying is always good. It has a good solution. And uh, I would love people to pray for peace in my country, uh, safety of my family here and there. Mm -hmm. I have a big family there. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's all I can ask. Yeah, keep praying for South Sudan. You've been listening to His People on Pilgrim Radio. Many thanks to today's guest, Thokat Kor Wiyu. He's a member of parliament in South Sudan. Coming up on tomorrow's program is Hope House, who is a chapter manager of Youth for Christ in Casper, Wyoming.
talking about the needs and obstacles facing our youth today. A lot of the kids that we're dealing with now, they're lacking parenting. Um, they're really confused by the whole gender identity understanding of who they are. Mm. They're being attacked in their identity. You know, they're just being really um, inundated with a lot of information about who they are, um, how they should live their life. Wyoming has a lot of meth. And so a lot of our kids are um, dealing with a lot of parents that are dealing with um, drug addictions and things like that. Of the children that we're working with now, the teens that we're working with now, they're homeless. They're living in their cars. Um, their parents aren't at home. They're raising themselves. They're very confused about just life in general. That's tomorrow at the same time right here on His People. Thanks for listening.